the years just after Thanksgiving 1922. The team is in Boston, having worked with DERP for a few years now. Your seasons, you've done jobs. You are coming back from a long holiday weekend of Thanksgiving. It is early December. We're just going to open in the DERB offices. So the scene opens on the main office of the Boston branch of the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchment. The walls are, for the most part, bare. There are some flashy posters, some uh, movie pinups, since those moving pictures are becoming all of the rage. No actual artworks, nothing framed, except for one small frame that has been turned around showing the back. Each of the desks is set up so two people can sit at essentially one large table, one on each side. A weaselly-looking British man is currently standing over his desk, upon which is a raised model of a battlefield, and there are hundreds of small pewter figures that he is meticulously painting in red, black, and on the other side are mottled browns and greens. It is clear he has been here for some time, perhaps even through the holiday weekend. Finn walks in, a little distraught, sees uh, Philip at his desk. How's it going? Ah, Finn, my boy. Welcome back from your vacation. Right, vacation. I, um, how's yours? Oh, well, I simply had nowhere to go. Bertram was off in Jerusalem, I believe, and so I stayed here, I... Held down the fort, as it were. I have been recreating the Battle of Malawand, Afghanistan, 1880. It's been very bracing. Right. I'll, uh, I'll leave you to it then. Oh, yes, certainly. Certainly, certainly. As you go to leave, Bruno walks in, and he's carrying a box that he unceremoniously puts onto the table pushing at least half of the figurines that Philip is painting off to the side out of wherever they were placed. Inside the box is all kinds of things that you can only really get at the boardwalk. Some cotton candy, some popcorn, all that kind of stuff. He's got a big cigar in his mouth and is looking like he spends too much of his salary on nice suits. But drops the box and looks very pleased with himself. Uh, they didn't have artillery at this time. You, <clears throat> What, you uh, playing with little dolls or something? These are historical figurines, and I would appreciate it if some boardwalk clown did not drop his hobo sack upon my desk. These are fresh from the boardwalk. These are brand new popcorns and all kinds of goodies. And he starts taking some, and he puts it more or less into Finn's chest, like, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Just eat it. Finn accepts and starts eating it. Hearing all the noise, Cookie walks in from a different room. Uh, coffee, guys? Anybody want coffee? Coffee? Uh, no, I'll, I'll fix a pot of tea. It's almost ready. Okay. Is everybody here? How was how was your trips? How was your vacations? What's all your swag there, Bruno? I'll turn around, pull out a like, bright pink cotton candy. Just kind of hand it to you. It's uh, little treats from home. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you. Philip is going to roll his eyes, pick up this box, move it off of his desk, and start to rearrange the historical figurines that he has spent all long holiday weekend painting and put them back in place. And Cookie just rolls her eyes. You guys, he's been doing this the whole time you've been gone. There's really nothing you can do, but stay away from it, honestly. Well, at least somebody respects my space. Respect is a strong word. Well, regardless. Uh, speaking of everyone, where is our news hound, as it were? I have not seen him since before everybody left. At that point, the telegraph uh, machine in the corner 
just starts frantically. And the little ticker tape comes out. And this, you guys all know, is how DC communicates with you. Ah. No rest for... He looks at everybody else, doesn't finish the popular saying, and just goes over to rip the tape away and read it. Philip, you'll read that it says, Samuel, out on special project, stop. Team must go to Arkham, stop. Miskatonic Museum, Wilford Doyle, stop. Ah, it seems that Samuel is on a special mission with the department, and we are going to Arkham to visit the Miskatonic exhibits. Hmm, art. Hmm. You know, I would say that was spooky, but, uh, you know. There's nothing spooky about sculpture, nor... No, like... You just ask where he was, and then the machine spits out a, a location for him. That's mere coincidence, nothing more. How many coincidences we had to deal with over the past three years? Mm, more than a fair few, certainly, but this is simply a coincidence. I'll look to Finn and be like, this guy? I know, right? More coincidences. It's, they're always happening. And uh, also coincidence, I just came back from Arkham. Some. Not exactly where I want to head right now. And why is that, Hung Finn? Well, you remember, um, remember that last I was dating, uh, Mildred? Her family's from up there. Yeah, well, um, I just came back from there after her father almost shot me with a shotgun. Needless to say, we're not, we're not exactly dating anymore. There's just a big pat on the back, like, good job, kid. Oh, you poor thing. Are you okay? Well, he missed, so yes. Well, thank the Lord for that. Right. Well, perhaps next time you shall take more care and perhaps lead in with the information that you are an agent working with a federal agency that has nothing to do with the prohibition of alcohol. I said something along those lines, but he didn't... um... He didn't quite believe me. I think coming back to their place absolutely smashed didn't help. This talk will remind Bruno. He'll reach into his coat pocket, pull out a flask, and hand it the cookie. Thanks. Is this the stuff that you were telling me about before you left? And she takes a good swig. I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. I thought that you had a cousin or something you were saying that had something, some kind of good hooch. Is this not it? No, I believe what our towering friend is trying to say is, wink, wink, he cannot speak a word of it. Wink, wink. Oh, gotcha. Thanks, pal. And takes another sip. It's the real stuff, for what that's worth to you. Well, regardless, we must go to the Miskatonic Galleries and... Call upon a Mr. Doyle. I'm not driving. Well, I suppose that I could drive. I could. I've gone down many a country lane in the Old Kingdom and perhaps a few more of the uh, more crowded roads in Morocco. And uh, I'll drive. I uh, need the leg room. Ah. Besides. I want to make sure it's on the correct side of the road. Mm, splendid, splendid. That only happened mm, two, maybe three times at most. I don't know why you keep calling upon it. So you guys all make your way up to Arkham. I don't know how far away it is from Boston, I assume. A few hours, right? Plot time, yes. Plot time. Finn, you've been to Arkham, as you stated before. Can you describe what Arkham is like as a city at this time? Of course. The sounds of uh, cars driving by, it's uh, relatively busy. 
The roads are a nice, well-fitted cobblestone in the downtown area, unlike the dirt and mud that is in most places, or at least more rural areas. Most of the houses are uh, brick houses. There's a, a brick factory in town that supplies most of it. It's usually busy and bustling and just overall a nice, not small town, but large town, I guess. Yeah. A decent town, and it's pretty well known for its university, Miskatonic University, home of the fighting cephalopods. And you guys do make your way onto the campus, and you guys are going to the museum, which is what you were instructed to do. And my goodness, this campus is pretty big. In between College Street and Pickman Street. At the corner of West Street and West College Street. There you go. So you guys are making your way over there. And you are to find Wilford Doyle. As you enter the Miskatonic Museum, you'll notice there's a lot of activity about. There's exhibits that look to be half taken down and others that look to be half erected. There's paintings that are being crated and they're covered with canvas drop cloths over them. You see several handymen that look to be in janitorial uniforms that are being directed uh, by an elderly gentleman. And like I said, a flurry of activity. It looks like the museum is in a state of transition. Like a seasonal transition or like a new ownership transition? Not like a new ownership transition, more of a taking down old exhibits, putting up new ones, or just a recycling of items. Because the museum has many, many relics, artifacts, whatnots to display. And this seems to be a time where they, at the end of the year, they take down old exhibits and put up new. Can we tell what the exhibit is? There are many different exhibits. There's Egyptian exhibits. There's Roman period exhibits. As you walk through the museum to locate Mr. Doyle, some animals, stuffed animals, big taxidermied animals are being uh, carted away while other taxidermied animals are being put in their spots. So not just one exhibit. But it looks like many of the exhibits are undergoing a transition. Well, as Philip walks through, he is almost giving a curated tour, talking about his times in Egypt and in other Middle Eastern and perhaps African geographic locations. Although once they get close to anywhere that is containing a canvas covered or not, he will remove a pair of heavily tinted glasses and put them on. They are opaque enough to where you cannot see his eyes, and he will be very certain to stray away from those pictures and those artworks. And I think being used to this by now type of behavior, Cookie is going to question Philip, you know, follow up questions with some of the things that he might mention and just kind of keep engaged with him on a light level for things that she may be interested in. Oh, that you went to Africa. That's wonderful. What can you tell me? That's very interesting. Those type of things. Oh, yeah. So he will regale you with a cradle of civilization, specifically, you know, the Nile Delta, the Akkadian civilizations where the uh, Sumerians became a byproduct of. He will happily admit that the Sumerians were some of the earliest adopters of a standardized beer recipe. And being the polite person that she is, she will listen to about half of what he is saying, nod, smile, and just continue to look around, take it all in, as they say. At this point, an older gentleman will walk up to you, Cookie, and extend his hand and say, my dear, please disregard whatever this man tells you. Their lies. The Sumerians know nothing about brewing. Well, hello. My name is Cookie, uh, Charlotte. I'm sorry. I go by Cookie. Um, and your name is? 
my dear. Wilfred Doyle and I have the pleasure of meeting someone as sweet as you. Why, thank you so much, sir. I, I believe that we're here to meet you. These are my associates. Uh, we're from Derp. Mmm. Yes. Uh, yes. An agent, um, oh, Perkinson, whatever. Peterson. Said somebody from the Department of Esoteric Relics and, and Parchments was going to stop by about our issue. And you would be they? Yes, sir. That's us. My friend, uh, Philip. And this is my friend, Bruno. And Finn. Also a good, dear friend of mine. We all work together. And I, I'm just so pleased to finally meet you. We've traveled a long way to see your beautiful museum here. It's gorgeous. He doesn't release your hand. He kind of pulls it and puts it to where he can escort you. And he'll look to the other gentleman and uh, look to Philip and just give a, a kind of a curt, if not a little rude, nod. Charmed, I'm sure. To Bruno, he'll kind of give you that up and down look and, and Finn a little dubious. I'm going to cross my arms and just mean mug this guy. Okay. Like, yeah, fuck you too, buddy. What would I roll in order to get a a better read on this guy? A psychology. As expected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, Professor Doyle, any relation to the otter, um, Arthur Conan Doyle? Uh, no, no, no. I thought it a long shot, but... Worth asking. Quite a long shot. No, uh, see, I am the, the curator here of the museum, and, well, my expertise, and he'll look at Philip, is in ancient civilization, so naturally, when the position became available, they sought me out. Well, that's impressive, very impressive. And Cookie just pats him on his arm with her hand that is not being held. Well, it's now resting on his arm. So you know how when a guy escorts you with your arm through his arm? The right arm is like in the crock and she is just patting his forearm with her left hand, you know. That'll work. The moment Doyle turns his back... Philip is has a sneer on his face and saying, I'm an expert in ancient civilizations. Bloody colonials. Well, I guess I should take you down to the storage room then. And um, the agent said you would take it away. Yes, we'll be certain to. Now, if you could kindly lead on before anything untoward would happen to your lovely exhibits. At that, a big beaming smile to Cookie, and he'll start escorting her to the back of the museum, down some stairs, into the bowels of it, really. And you end up going into a room. Many items are in this room. It's almost just a cluttered kind of storage area. But sitting on a table in the center away from everything, no power source to it at all, on a little table, is a projector. And he stops, looks at it, and says, there, there's the offensive piece of equipment, if you would kindly remove it. What is the problem with your projector? Well, my dear, several of the museum employees have been affected by it. They've happened upon it as we were transitioning exhibits out, and, well, the janitor watched the film and fell quite ill, and then two of my assistant curators, uh, they also watched it, and they, too, have fallen quite ill, and right now, it's just a matter of, I think it best if we just remove it, put it away, I don't want it here. Yes, yes, of course, of course, we will Quite happily remove your holiday snaps from the museum 
and everyone will recover their delicate constitutions. That would be wonderful. Finn whispers over to Bruno. So do we just get, like, a free projector out of this? I don't know, but if they're paying us our, our normal rate to drive up here and pick up a piece of trash... Did they report anything uh, about what they saw on the film? It wasn't, you know, perhaps a weird circle, was it? I'm sorry? A circle? No, no. Apparently, uh, it's just a simple silent film. I've watched it myself. No issue in quite. I've. I felt quite exhilarated after seeing it. I thought it wonderful, but since several other employees are now taken ill, the university just doesn't want to open itself up to any kind of lawsuits or liability. So they they found it best to just remove it, and apparently one of the board members is a friend of this agent Parkinson's, and told him about the oddness, and the agent said he would send someone up to take it. I see. Uh, so, a silent film has given somebody the rumbly of Tamez, and a trained band of agents is sent from Boston to retrieve a film projector. And how long has it been in the museum? A little patronizing smile. Well... As you can tell, the projector is a model 1910, Parthe Frere brand, French made. It's been in our possession. I think if I go back and look at the records, we've had it for about six years. And the film that is making everybody ill, when did it arrive on the property? The film has always been on the projector. It came with a projector. He'll arch an eyebrow at that. And the curators that have been taken with this atrocious film that you've so enjoyed, are they also still on campus? May we speak with them? They are both in the hospital here, in the psychiatric ward. At mention of the psychiatric ward, Philip will hesitate is going to appraise this terrible, mustachioed, old, fat, balding man. Mm-hmm. Regrettably, for us, I assume, we will be certain to take this projector and its offending film off of your hands. However, we would like to speak with those afflicted. And, uh, Charlotte, would you be... A wonderful, wonderful person and interview Mr. Doyle here, as he seems to be quite taken with your charms. And we will speak with those in the psychiatric ward and see if we can come to a consensus upon this film. Yes? Should Bruno and I just put it in the the boot of the car, then? Come, my dear. Let's go to my office while they do the uh, manual labor. That sounds lovely. And he will escort you up the stairs into his office. What would the men like to do while Cookie has been taken away by the lovely and charismatic Wilford Doyle? The next shot is Finn and me just kind of circling around this thing, trying to figure out how to take it apart. How to remove the film reels, where to unplug it, how to like get the arms to bend down so they're not sticking out at odd angles, making it impossible to carry. Let's roll mechanical repair. Fail, fail, fail. It looks like you guys have to take it out in one piece. It seems like it's powered by some form of electricity. Nonsense. That is that is rank insanity, and there's already insanity in Miskatonic University. We'll just take the whole unit, put it in the boot, and be done with it. Does it happen to be on some kind of cart? No, it's on a, a table. Right. Whole blasted table if you have to. I'm going to go get a cart. Okay, you can easily find a cart. Mm-hmm. Bruno, if you walk around, you, you'll find a gentleman. It looks like he's wearing a very spiffy like blazer, and he seems to be loading up some boxes. It looks like he's getting ready to take some stuff upstairs out of the storage room. Is it like a dolly? Is it like a big flatbed push cart? 
you know, like the laundry baskets at the laundromat with the wheels and the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like those. I come up to the guy. It's like, uh, excuse me, sir. Hi, can I help you? You really shouldn't be down here. Funny that I'd I'd like to get out of down here, but uh, I was hoping I could borrow your cart. I got a uh, I got a heavy thing. I got to move, and well, I just kind of motion at the cart like that would make it easier. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Um, Mr. Doyle said that somebody would be coming by. Yeah, yeah. No, here, take take the cart. And uh, do you guys need any help with it? Or I mean, you're a pretty big guy. I'm pretty sure you can you can handle it. I don't need to help. I I can just go about my business, right? Oh, no, no, I insist. We want to make certain that we don't damage any of the things that are down here. They're all very important, and you are the ranking expert. I must implore you that you assist my compatriots here in providing a safe passage for your projector into the boot of our car. Oh, oh goodness, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm just one of the tour guides. I'm, I'm a student here. I am no expert. I... Mr. Doyle just told me to to come down and get some stuff and and to help out with the exhibit uh changes. Um but I guess if if you really need my help, I'll I'll help out. Excellent. Capital splendid. That is exactly what we require. And he'll nervously kind of jittery follow you. And as we are moving this blasted projector with Wilfred Doyle's oatmeal commercial upon it. Philip is going to ask him about all the neat stuff that is down there and what this gentleman thinks of all the displays and everything and all the stuff that he's bringing up in order to be put on display in the museum. Oh, well, I've only been here a few months, but I think it's really just amazing all the history that's in this place. I mean, you, you you go up, you've seen the museum upstairs. I mean, there's just so much more down here. It's a shame that it sits down here collecting all this dust when it could be up there on display. But I guess that's why we, we rotate the exhibits like this. And uh, it's been, I guess, they said the last time was was a couple years ago when we did it. But we've never actually hit the section of storage rooms back here. So these are it's been a while since these have been on display and and I think it's it's great that we get these items up here. I mean, we've got Have you seen the 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 Roman weapons that that we have the the helmets? Ah. Oh, it's just amazing. They're so heavy. I can't imagine how anybody fought on a battlefield wearing those things. Oh, quite. Quite. Uh tell me, what other um interesting trinkets have you uh have you seen down here that are not necessarily going upstairs? He asks covetously. I, I've there's a, a pile of books that that look really uh, interesting. I I was gonna kind of look at them, but Mister Doyle saw me as I was eyeing them and told me to leave those for later. Really great toys, uh, really old, like just very fascinating. Well, you needn't pay attention to Mr. Doyle. He is old and he is senile. You should not listen to the drunken ramblings of an old madman. What do you know of the projector that we are taking away? Looks at it, just gets a sad face. Well, I know Toby. They found him one morning. He was just on the floor down here in the storage room. I, I guess he was doing his rounds cleaning in that. And uh when they found him, he was just babbling to himself and just crying uncontrollably. It was terrible. They took him away, and that's when oh, poor Ms. Bowman and uh Mr. Moss, they they were the ones that found him. And then next thing you know, they're on the ground. It's a real shame. Ms. Bowman grabbed one of the swords on display and actually tried to cut her own wrist. Are those swords still on the wall? On one of the shelves, you'll see a couple like daggers, short swords, a whole bunch just kind of laid there, tagged properly. Truly, tried to slit her own wrists. I see. 
I see. Was the projector playing at the time, or was it they just found like this? Well, they were found, and I, I think Mr. Doyle said when he found them, the film had finished, and it was just glowing, but he unplugged it and, and told all of us not to touch it. He was going to sort it out. Mr. Doyle has seen the film, has he not told you this? Oh, yeah, he said he saw it. It wasn't that same day. I mean, there were much more pressing matters to attend to. I mean, poor Miss Bowman. Yes, yes, of course. So he saw this film after the uh, unfortunate events that affected Miss Bowman? Well, I assume so, because it was shortly after that that he told us that somebody was going to come up and take it. I think like maybe the next day or so. can't remember. It's just so much activity here in the museum lately. And between doing my tours, along with having to help out with moving stuff from the basement here up to the other floors and then moving stuff back down, it's just, you know, plus my studies and, you know, things kind of get muddled. Mm, yes, yes, of course. Um, for how many days has Miss Bowman been in the hospital? Oh, about three, I think. Well, and, and so is Mr. Moss, and and I, I think Toby may have been released. I haven't seen him back at work, though. Do you happen to know where Mr. Toby lives? Oh, I think I can get that info for you if you, if you think it would help you. I would very much like to speak with him. Yes. Now, if you could uh, assist my compatriots in putting this in the back of the vehicle. Well, that's a good chap. Oh, sure. I'll help out. No problem. And he'll go to assist you. And um, Bruno or Finn, do you guys want to ask him anything? No, but while Philip is interrogating the poor man, I just want to check the room out and see what's going on. But now you're looking around the room and you just want to see what's in this room? Yeah, I imagine it's kind of just like a junk room that collects everything. So there's got to be something else that's also interesting in here. There are many artifacts and historical items in here. What particularly are you drawn to? We've been at this for a little while now. There are some things that are like, oh... That's clearly a cult thing. Or, <laughs> oh, that's clearly uh, used in some kind of ritual. I may not know what that ritual is, but, you know, that rusted dagger has clearly been used to stab somebody in some sort of sacrifice or something. There is that weird stone, looks like a bowl thing. And you know what, Bruno, you probably do think that's to catch blood in some sacrifice. I'm going to grab Finn. Since Philip's busy yammering. But hey, uh, give him the, the head nod to come over here and check something out. Well, Finn is trying to grab a glance at the books that were mentioned. But he'll listen to Bruno to see if... What you trying to point out? Look over my shoulder to where they're having a conversation. And then I'll hold the bowl in my hand and make that motion across my neck as I like stick my neck out over the bowl. And like, hey, you, you think, uh, eh? Yeah, no. It's not a bad idea. I think it might be. I'm not certain, to be honest. It could be, it could not be. I'm more interested in those books. I could probably find out more in one of those books over there. I'll take that bowl and I'll just kind of stick it underneath my jacket with the intent to steal it, because clearly this thing is going to also be problems, and I'm just saving us the trip. Good idea. You're a hero. And then I will go and help Finn with whatever books he needs help with. So, Finn, you want to go to the collection of books that are there? Yeah, try and take a quick scan at the titles. Let's see if our young tour guide can spot this at all. Philip is doing an amazing job distracting him. There are a lot of titles. Some of them are in Latin. Some of them are in Greek. Some French, some Italian. Finn's specifically going to be looking at the Latin ones. Okay. Not really getting a good read on those. Not really getting a good read on those with it. You can catch some of it, but the subject matter 
you can kind of deduce with language a little bit in context. Some of them seem to be anatomy related. Some of them seem to be science related. There's one that's actually looks to be like a, a book of poems. The book of poems. That's the one. That's that's the one that's the most evil. Okay. <laughs> You're going to take it. Okay. Who oh, has Bruno and Finn pilfer the museum? <laughs> Does Philip want to do anything else as far as interrogating? Or should I go up to Cookie, who is enjoying the wonderful, pleasant company of Wilford Doyle? No, we probably just load the projector into the cart and then just kind of bump into the guy as Philip is talking to him to just kind of like, how about that? We got it. Just, you know, the time to go. Well, I asked Philip if he had any more questions, Bruno. With a heavy sigh, he will send the lad back on his way. Okay. So, Cookie, you are in a, it's a very nice, old, rich, woodwork office. He's got a huge desk, bronze inkwell and pen holder on it, ledgers, little statues. There's a bookcase wall with tons of books, big windows behind the desk. This is a very grand office. He is sitting behind the desk. He has you on one side, obviously, to show his importance. And he has a seat, and um, this is just a lovely office. Did he give me anything to drink? Maybe a cup of coffee or a glass of water? No. I'm obviously not feeling that. Yes, uh, Wilfred, this is just a lovely, lovely office that you have here. Did you decorate this yourself, or did your wife perhaps help you set this space up? At that, it gives you a, a little wink and a smile. Because no, the museum's office and every curator inherits all the items in here. They, of course, can bring new items in, but each item tells a story of the curator before it. Well, that's very interesting, especially because everything fits so well together. What do you mind if I ask, was your contribution to this room? And he'll point to a sculpture, an obsidian a stone sculpture on his desk. It's a figure of a woman, kind of elongated uh, neck and, and head, but the, kind of the, the short body. And he says, this here on my trip to the great continent of Africa. I found this in the Zulu region. Obviously, I see it's a woman. You have to forgive me. I'm just not knowledgeable enough with African culture or Zulus. Uh, what does it mean? I've heard they have fertility statues. Is that what this is? My dear, first you inquire whether or not I am married, and now you're talking about fertility statues? If I didn't know better, I think you were trying to beguile me with your feminine ways. I certainly apologize. Blush a little. You, you know how it is. I just, I spend so much time with my derp friends. It's just nice to meet a man of culture. Oh, my dear. I, I understand. It must be very difficult to have to deal with that brute of a man. And then the other one looks like a criminal. And then the young boy. They all have their own endearing qualities. Well, at least most of them have endearing qualities. So what is it I can tell you? As you can see, the, the museum is in a, a state of chaos. I would really like to uh, get it sorted before the new year. Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm so sorry, Mr. Doyle, to take up so much of your time. But I, I'm really, really curious about this film. I find it so difficult to believe that it sent people to the psych ward. It made them actually insane. But you said you watched it. 
Oh, no, no, not insane, my dear, no. You made presumptions. It often happens with women. Um, no, it's simply just, it caused a severe bout of depression. They're weak-willed. A man like myself was not affected. I apologize. Uh, I'm so sorry. What did you see? Do you mind if I ask? All right. So he stands up and he'll walk around and he'll sit in the chair that's next to you and he'll hold your hand. He goes, I'll tell you, but I think it best perhaps you don't watch it because I would hate what happened to the others to happen to such a, a beautiful young girl as yourself. So I will just tell you what happened in the film. Would that satisfy your curiosity? I believe so. I certainly hope so. Thank you. I would hate to watch it myself. I think that you're right. I don't think that I should. Please continue. The film depicts a lovely scene of a man spending a day on the beach with his young daughter. A short while later, that same man seems to be restrained in a bed and a doctor is attending to him. See? Nothing upsetting. But, as I said, the others apparently were affected in a, in a negative way. What were they doing? They were frolicking. Like any father does with their young child. Was there anything in the water? How did he get hurt? How did he end up in the bed? I don't know. As I said, after a short while later, it cuts to that. That just seems so strange that it would affect people that way. And you said you watched it and you felt exhilaration? When I watched it, I mean, it was a happy scene. The, the man enjoying his, his offspring. It's unfortunate what happened to him at the end, but I don't, I don't see a, a problem. And as far as it being strange or, or weird, well, my dear, you, you are with a government agency that I've been told handles strange things like this. I'm surprised you're shocked. It just must be my weak constitution. Of course, my dear. I apologize. It, it never ceases to amaze me. Did you recognize the man? Is it anyone that you you may have seen before? Is it one of those famous movie stars? No, it's odd. You never see the face of the man. Well, how would you know it's the same person in the bed then? Well, there are other... <sighs> My dear. There are other telltale signs when you look at the man's hands, his arms. You can... Tell it's the same person with a logical mind, with a man's mind, you could deduce this. Don't worry, dear. Of course. Nobody faults you. Apologies. And the child, do you ever see the child's face? Oh, absolutely. A delightful young girl. You know, my dear, I suggest you let maybe one of the more educated or at least whoever's the most educated of your friends, view the film and then tell you more details. But really, my dear, I cannot spend this much time talking about it uh, with you unless you would like to um, perhaps meet later for dinner. I don't know. I think that my colleagues will probably rush me out of here. That way we can get the projector someplace safe they never let me really have any fun. And it is such a long drive back. But I would love a rain check if I'm ever back in Arkham again, perhaps. We could get together. But one more thing before I go. What can you tell me about the people that were injured by watching this? What happened to them besides they were in the hospital? Who said injured? They're in the psych ward. They're just affected negatively. 
They'll be fine. In fact, I think Mr. Poole has already been discharged. I believe Mr. Moss will be discharged soon. It's really just Miss Bowman that's going to take a little bit of extra time to recover. So then maybe it's best that as a woman I don't watch it if it affected her more strongly than the men. Is that what you're saying? Now you're catching on. You are a bright one. Thank you so much, Mr. Doyle. If you wouldn't mind escorting me back. I'm not sure I can even find my way out of this big building all by myself. Of course, my dear. I will take you back to the reception area, and I'm sure your friends will lumber along shortly. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. And he'll escort you back. As soon as he gets you there, he says his goodbyes. A short while later, Cookie, that the other three, you see them wheeling a cart with the projector in one piece in the cart toward the front door. Hey, guys, wait up. What's that? Oh, I don't see a slime trail following you, so I assume that Mr. Doyle is retired to his office? Yeah, he can stay there. We're not going to get anything out of him. That guy is not, uh, not very helpful. And I think slimy, yeah, that, that's apt. That's an apt description, man. Bloody charlatans. Well, we'll wheel this contraption back to wherever. And I suppose we should go interview the people at the hospital. I believe two of them are still there on the groundskeepers. Or custodian, I suppose, has been released already. I had half a mind to call upon him. Who is pushing the uh, cart? Probably me. I'm going to need a roll from you. As you are pushing the cart, you narrowly avoid an older woman. And you startle her with your big cart. Even though you move it out of the way, you avoid hitting her. You startle her, though, and she drops all of her belongings and lets out a bit of a yelp. I apologize profusely, tip my hat just a moment. Finn, you want to uh, be a good lad and give her a hand here? I got the just kind of motion to the car. My little little full here. Of course. Oh, oh, thank you, my dear boy. Uh, your accent. Where are you from? Uh, have you heard of um, uh, a city in Ireland called Cork? Cork? Oh, vaguely. Believe, yes, yes, I, I do. Southern. I have several friends from... It's a beautiful, beautiful island. Sure. Thank is. you, my dear. Thank you. She'll start taking her belongings. Where are you headed on uh, Rush? Oh, no, no. I was here at the museum and taking in the sights. I like to, you know, spend time here looking at the exhibits. I'm visiting my grandson. Ah. And um, at this point, she'll see the rest of you in the projector in the cart. Um, What is it you're doing here? Uh, Well, the the projector here, this thing, we're taking it off to the shop to get uh, fixed. They uh, they wanted to have it be all set up and ready for the, the changing over of the exhibits. Oh, they're going to run one of those silent movies. Yes, although the projector itself is in such a state that, unfortunately, it's uh, it's making people ill with the moving and the picturing and the silence. Oh, my word. How How terrible. And they want to show it. That makes no sense at all. Well, that's why we're trying to fix it, so they don't get sick. Yes, the curator has very little experience with how a museum should be properly run, and so now he is trying to use this new fangled contraption in order to mask his shortcomings. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Um, But I do need to go. I... I Need to meet my my little Georgie. Yes, yes, of course, of course. We are very sorry to have uh, disturbed you and your belongings. 
as she takes the last item out of Finn's hands to turn and leave, Finn, you'll see that it is a uh, it is a book without a title, and it's got a weird old timey kind of filigree pattern on it. She takes the book and just shoves it in her bag and toddles out of the museum. Right. Is there anything else about the book? I mean, just looked funny and old. It looked interesting to you. You want to make an occult roll? Just a book with a weird cover. No one else saw it. As she makes her distance from us and we make our distance from her. I'll lean over to Finn and be like, was, uh, was she clean? She didn't have anything weird? She's an octogenarian. Is she clean? Well, do they usually have old books coming out here? Because she had a really old book, and usually when there's an old book in a museum, it's supposed to stay here. Yes, I suppose smuggling an old book out of a musty museum would be downright criminal, wouldn't it? The worst kind of paper. Just kind of look over. It's like, um, uh, we talk about it on the ride. Yes, of course. Are you certain you don't want to mug an old woman for her journal? We still have time. I still have to go to the hospital to interview two people. Keep talking like that, you might end up in the hospital. Come on, you guys. Let's go. We have stuff to do. We're just going to open in the Derb offices, so... I'm going to leave it to you guys right now and uh, let you role play. Well, don't everybody do it at once. <laughs> I mean, if they're going to make me do it, I just cracked open my second, my second final project. So I'm going to get started here. Okay, go ahead. Well, at least somebody respects my space. Respect is a strong word. Well, regardless. Who does Phillips share his office with? It's one big communal office. You were all together. Oh, no. So whoever shares that desk is whoever is most likely to actually suffer the least with dealing with Philip. I believe that is Samuel, because Samuel is not here to defend himself. Agreed. Get the arms to bend down so they're not sticking out at odd angles, making it impossible to carry. Do you have any kind of mechanical skills? Do I have a mechanical? No. <laughs> well, let's just roll a mechanic skill here. Let's see. Finn, you got anything? So mechanical repair or electrical repair. They're both at 10% for me. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm going to grab Finn, since Philip's busy yammering. But hey, uh, give him the, the head nod to come over here and check something out. Well, Finn is trying to grab a glance at the books that were mentioned that the, uh, uh, what's the, the tour guide or whatever said he's not supposed mm -hmm. to look Nobody at. Nobody ever asked his name because you guys are rude. <laughs> no, who cares about names? Um, he's only I a do tour when I generate guide. <laughs> you can use it for the next tour guide. <laughs> that's that's the one that's the most evil. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna take it. Okay. Who oh, has Bruno and Finn pilfer the museum? It's for the greater good. For the greater good, in order to be the heroes to save Boston and Arkham, by default. No, we probably just load the projector into the cart and then just kind of bump into the guy as Philip is talking to him to just kind of like, how about that? We got it. Just, you know, the time to go. Well, I asked 
Philip, if he had any more questions, Bruno. <laughs> Philip, do you have any more questions? Uh, Philip has many questions, chiefly among them, why he still hangs out with you. And he remembers it's because there was a figurative gun to his head. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know better, I think you were trying to beguile me with your feminine ways. You certainly apologize. Blush a little. You you know how it is. I just I spend so much time with my derp friends. It's just nice to meet a man of culture. Did I just kill you? Did you just die? <laughs> I can't believe you let me in with those two. How dare you? You're not here. <laughs> oh god, I got broken. Okay. Um Yes, the curator has very little experience with how a museum should be properly run, and so now he is trying to use this new fangled contraption in order to mask his shortcomings. Fuck that oh. guy. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without-a-net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week. What the hell are we going to do now? She actually did it. She managed to get her hands on the book. Hey, who knew that dame had that much ambition? Maybe she'll go cross-eyed reading it and give up. Hell, it'd sure save us some trouble. <laughs> I'm glad you can find a laugh out of this, but this ain't good. Not for any of us. Calm down. Getting upset won't help us, so let's stay focused and figure out what to do now that the first of four at Betsaru have been marked. More like an abyssary, am I right? You are not. Uh, hold on. It, if we just kill her, what happens? Does it mean if a waxer takes her place? Don't work like that. That spot's taken. Only three left. <laughs> Doesn't mean you still can't end her. Look, I am not going to let some low-class gutter trash broad be the one to take my glory away. I, for one, am going to be going after the other relics. Where are those other relics? It's been, what, 350 years since someone tried this, give or take? The relics were scattered, but none of the texts say where they went. Of course the readings don't say. We all speculate on form and location, but nobody knows for sure. Of course, if the information was available for any simpleton, the ritual would be done already. Exactly. The relics have been lost to the four winds. Some claim they know where they are, but until now, nobody but her has proven to have one in their possession. And like you said, only three places remain, which means a couple of us are out of luck. Fortunately for me, I tend to be lucky. All of us want this honor. With her now having the book, I suggest we either work together and find the other three relics, or we all agree that from now on, each man is for himself. But, hold on. With only three spots left, there are five of us. What happens then? <laughs> well, old friend, sacrifices must be made.
Somewhere.